Hey guys, on today's podcast, three highlights from a recent session, 4Ds. You know, 4Ds, Daily Digital Deep Dive, a $12,000 one-day consulting product at VaynerMedia. I'm giving you a little bit of a sneak peek into it. Uh, here are the three highlights from this episode. Make sure you stay to the end. Uh, a little bit of an interesting uh, request at the end. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey guys, uh, in this clip, I really talked about one woman, one man practitionership when you're building a bigger business and client service. Like, a lot of people think that every client wants Gary Vaynerchuk. The reality is, they don't get that. They get VaynerMedia, and a lot of you struggle with that. This was probably the best articulation of that I've ever done. This is gonna help a ton, a ton of you who have three, four, five, seven, nine, 11 person businesses. My biggest challenge, and the reason I've been waiting to ask you this, is similar to probably on a much larger scale for you when you started VaynerMedia. Right now, I feel like my company's called iMagnet Management, but our clients predominantly, approach, they wanna work with Patrick Fransco. Not iMagnet, you know, that realistically we have a company, but they're, most of our clients are coming to us word of mouth because they know me and their assumption when they come to work with us is that they're going to be working with me, and we're at a you, point now you where you need to grown. change. You need to change that assumption. And that's why I, I assume that when you started, that same thing happened on nope. a much larger scale. It didn't. They all came because of me, and the first conversation was before we start this call or before we start this meeting. You don't get me. Okay. You're hiring VaynerMedia. I'm here. I like. I get like getting my hands dirty. By the way. You want me? We can have that conversation. I'm gonna charge you a fuckload more. And it's not, it's not so much as the, the actual getting down and doing that work. I've hired people to do that. It's more that I think the access. They, they wanna be able to call me and be like, Pat, I'm kinda unhappy about this and this. And, th- and it's like getting to the point now, now we have enough clients where I'm like, I could bury myself charge more. in 80 phone calls. Charge, charge more for the access. The 81st person that comes in, you say you're buying the company, not me. By the way, a lot of our clients came in for access with me. For an additional $2,000 a month, you have a bat phone to me. Okay. When you, you know, anytime somebody hits more demand than they can supply, it's time to raise their price. And you would do that as a separate... I keep shit super basic. (laughs) Well, I mean, you would do that as a separate charge and okay, here's what you're paying for us. That's one way I would do it. That's one way to do it. Puts a value on it, a premium value on it. Could could evolve into a highly, highly profitable consulting business for you. You could end up, how much top line revenue you were doing? I mean, right now we're we're doing, we have about 50 clients and we're doing about, we probably do about. What you might realize, understand, what what you might realize is you're actually saying business because you're giving away the most valuable thing away for free because you didn't merchandise it properly. Thanks. Yeah, it, you know, I get it, man. Like, you know, it's funny, like, you know, I think about a lot of things, obviously, and like, you know, I've basically been in business now for 20 years and basically run the business I've been in for 20 straight years, liquor store to VaynerMedia, and have grown big businesses fast. And it's because there are things I believe in. and. I think a lot of it has to do with upfront expectations, over communication, a lot of things like that. It's very, like, I prefer for you to hit me up in like three months and be like, bro, I thought it was great advice, it sucks. I'm like, what happened? Well, everyone said no. I'd be like, yeah, but that's good. And you'd be like, why? And I'd be like, well, because you'd be doing 620 right now, but depressed, because 
in the way you're doing it now is gonna really fuck up your shit. Mm-hmm. People don't see that. People don't see the alternative. Yeah. I have a very funny feeling it's not how it's gonna play out. And I think it's because you haven't merchandised it properly. You gotta create a bigger premium of your time. Thanks. One of the things that really worked for me without realizing it was people would reach out to CIA and try to have me speak at an offsite and it would be like 150,000 bucks and then they would reach out to VaynerMedia and try to do work with us and they realized they could get a speech to the team for me along by signing a $580,000 scope and they're like, oh, that amortized out nice. There was an underst- over time, they understood there was a value to that that used to kind of come for free. You're in a micro version of that if it's so tied into you. You gotta establish its value. Every time I see a movie where like the mom tells the daughter like, you've gotta show that boy what you're worth, you know? I'm always like, that's exact, that's good fucking business advice. <laughs> My hot take on micro-influencers is that it's micro, micro, micro. Give me an alpha mom in a suburb in Pittsburgh, give me the cheerleader that's the most popular in her high school, who have 4,000 followers on Instagram, I'll show you bigger business results than somebody who has 300,000 and is verified. What's next and like how do you think we can get ahead of that so that we're doing something different? If you're focusing in that lane, what's next is micro, micro influencers. Well, that's kind of what the... the More micro. What do you mean by that? More micro. Everybody. Than the way it is now. If you're asking me what's gonna happen, everybody's in play. And the companies that figure out through technology or frameworks will understand that they, I mean it's very, not very complicated. If I told you that you could, and I don't have the way to do this yet, but we, if we were partners, the three of us, I'd be like, all right, here I am, guys. I'm supposed to be some sort of wizard. Here's what I'm gonna figure out. We're gonna have 177,000 freshmen this year share content at scale. Micro, micro. How one does that? There's a lot of ways to think about it, but what I'm good at is understanding what's gonna happen a lot of times. If you're talking about humans and influencer marketing, ambassadors, whatever, the next thing you're asking me the question, I'm giving you that answer I feel confident about. Micro, micro. Here's why. If you have, let's play it out in perpetuity. If AI and machine learning is good enough to be able to run an algorithm and find every single high school senior, incoming freshman, and everybody who graduated a year ago, and you can get to them and create a trade where you'll get more sales out of them than you have to give them, you would do that. Right. We just have to reach them all. That's right. That's our problem. <laughs> I believe the way to do it now is hand-to-hand combat. Elaborate. I think you should hire 78 people in a country that allows you to pay them three bucks an hour to reach out to people one by one. Just like DMing on Instagram and... Yep. We do that, but it needs to be scaled. The end. Yeah. I think you need to hire 90... 90- what would you offer them? I would, you Not know, the people doing it, but like on the other end, the freshmen, what do you think is most effective to offer them? I don't know, but I do have a lot of theses. Um, first of all, I would ask them. So I would ask that question too. Here's what I want, what do you want? Um, you can get a lot of info that way. Um, but, you know, there's a million cliche things, you know that, right? You know, whether it's monetary or free goods or money or perks or access, or something cool that they think is currently cool. There's a million things to go there. I think asking works. But I think if you make a strategy to hire 100 employees in Vietnam Mm -hmm. to do this, I think it would work. I wanna do it.
I'm giving you advice that I'm thinking about right now. I have three full-time employees, but they sit in New York City, they're not inexpensive, and I'm building a first-party CRM by pulling everybody out of Instagram because I don't want to be at the mercy of Instagram. What do you mean you're pulling them out of Instagram? I'm DMing every single person that follows me that's verified or has 100,000 followers, and I'm asking them to fill out a first-party data form so that when I send an email to 74,000 people that are legit as fuck on Instagram, and ask them if they want a sample of Empathy Wines, and if they do, I expect them to post it on their story and post. It's going to work. That's... One of your people asked me to do something with Empathy Wines. That makes me happy. (laughs) They're doing something. That's amazing. You know, so like, and I think, and honestly, the reason I'm giving you the advice, I'm giving you advice that I'm gonna take. I'm gonna hire 100 people in Vietnam or in Bahrain or something, like, maybe. It might might become my company. I don't know. Uh, You know, to me, it's a very simple thing. What part of the world is the least expensive talent that is the most good. So instead of using a tool that like filters Correct, Be- because you're gonna like where I'm going with this, because I think the human part matters. Me too. That's why I do it. My team reaches out and I'm CC'd on a DM and literally on my flight from London yesterday, I'm just replying and they're like, this isn't Gary, and then I take the video, I'm like, it's me, and they're like, oh, I fuck you, know, like, you know? Yeah, I the same thing. <laughs> I guess you were there. That was me. <laughs> like, so, so that matters. Yeah. And, like, to your point, like, me writing it still made you think it wasn't me, because as much as I'll say that anytime I write it's me, it's not gonna go there, and so then I have to do the video. Right. You know? So, I think that will work. I know that will work. Cool. Hand-to-hand combat at scale to create more opportunity in the long tail that you can amortize and make valuable is the game. Scaling the unscalable is the game. It will work. Look, balancing listening to the market and holding your convictions is probably the most important execution any entrepreneur can do. I highly recommend that you listen to this clip and get out of it what I think is right. Oh, in this notion of listening. Yes. Yes. We do. Yep. All the time. Yep. One thing we have heard. Yep. Is that um, some customers think our prices are too high. Yep. So we have, whether it's through Slack or you know NPS scores, yep. or we put an abandoned uh, cart mm-hmm. page. Why are you not purchasing yep. now? And it's either I'm broke because I'm <laughs> fucking college. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Yep. Um, or the prices are too high. Yep. We're not trying to be Walmart. We have a really awesome, high-quality, high-design products, um, and our value proposition is just so much more. But how would you think about this issue? I, I think you always have to listen to your customers, but your customers are always going to say that. Yeah, in any yeah. business, right? My answer to you is what happens in my office once a month. Karen walks in, Gary, I need mentorship. Vayner's been amazing, I've been here three years. I'm fucking, I, you're, this is great, I love it here. I need mentorship, like, I feel like my boss is kinda, you know, like I need fucking mentorship. <laughs> okay, Karen, I got you. You know, I'm, I'm running the company, we hire some great SVP or VP, I'm like, oh fuck, Karen, right, I remember. Okay, we're gonna staff her over there. Year later, Karen walks in, Gary, I'm being micromanaged. I'm, I don't have room to spread my wings. Johnny's amazing, as a men- but, but he's not letting me fucking do shit. Karen, last year you told me you needed a fucking mentor. Customers do the same shit. So you would ignore them? I wouldn't no, ignore them. I wouldn't ignore them. Nope, nope. Listen, listen, listen. Listen and synthesize and make decisions, right? Like, that's why both listening to your customers to develop product is right 
And also whoever said, if I listened to my customers, I would have made it faster, horse is right. They both can work. It's big data. People love to talk about big data. Big data is very cute. What you do with the data is what matters. I'm so pumped that you're listening. It's a big advantage. What you two or just her or however you guys roll, what you do with that information is the key. You could stay the course and keep your brand affinity in the right place and win. You could lower your price and that was exactly right. It was a 10% swing that totally changed the course of your business. You could lower your price by 10%, nothing different happened and now you've just given up 10% margin and maybe even hurt a little brand equity. They've all worked. Listening and then the beauty of business. Business is talent. Your talent in synthesizing. Here's my real question. How many, I'll tell you what I do in those scenarios. How many of those people have you called? Because I'll tell you what I'm good at and I don't know you too. It's one thing to read it. It's another thing to hear it. It would mean the world to me if this podcast has brought you any value, whether you listen to one podcast or 9,000 of them. If you could take a moment right now, I know you're busy and I am asking, and you don't have to do it, but it would mean a lot to me if you left a review of this podcast, whether it's one stars or five, that's irrelevant. A honest score and an honest couple sentences about why this podcast brings you value. Thank you.